see how it goes. Make sure you keep an eye on it. Okay, so we're going then? Yep. We are live. Live action in here. New Mexico. Welcome to the land of enchantment. <laughs> no. Where People like to call it the land of entrapment. Entrap. Entrapment. Not entrap. Entrap. Well. The land entrapment. of entrapment. Yeah. You, you show up on vacation and leave on probation. What? Where's, what's that on? The uh, Vegas statement or something? Yeah, I'm, you can use it for anything. Oh, okay. People say that about Well, that's the first time I've heard it, so I didn't know it was a thing. Oh, yeah, it is. It okay. is anything. Um, anything and everything. First off, live in cash way. Two, 2.5. Yeah, 2.5. Because we, we already did a podcast this morning, early. Yeah, and the phone wigged out. Wiggy. Wiggity, 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 whack. Yeah. And so we talked to each other just, you know, for 45 minutes. For 40 minutes, minutes. yeah. Mm-hmm. Just rambling on. And... I could have done without talking to you for 45 minutes. I feel like I would have been a lot happier this morning. <laughs> <laughs> um. I feel like, do you know when you wake up, you're like, nah, I'm going to be pissed today. No, I, I usually find out about noon. I'm like, <laughs> fuck, I've been pissed all day. That's probably true. Uh, now, sometimes I wake up, I'm like, it's a good day to be pissed, you know? And just, and then every, you know, magically, the day supports that feeling. It's weird. Like, either I know what's happening, going to happen. <sighs> Or I make it happen. <laughs> Either or. One way or another. It happens. <laughs> it's happening. Um, living cash way. Because this morning, you know, season two, episode five. And she's like, hey, you know what? I'd rather just say S2E5. Yeah, S2E5. And then we came down to 2.5, like a like a update, like a phone update. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, because it gets better You guys should have been there for that conversation. It was real It good. was a good one. You guys are really <laughs> missing out. Completely missing out. So, yeah. so then we had to do all of our morning routine and then start a podcast late. But boo, we've made it and we're here. Yeah. <coughs> what do we start on that one with? Well, <clears throat> we did talk about how I'm pretty much done wrapping my gifts. Oh, yeah. You're done doing Christmas. Almost. And you stayed up all night wrapping. I did- you don't have any paper cuts. And I did not stay up all night rapping. No, you didn't. Um, and then we we are talking about or have been talking about Nick Cannon and Eminem's feud that you've been obsessing over. Yes, this is <clears throat> the um, last two days. Hilarious! This is amazing. Um, yeah. So Nick Cannon put out a diss track against Eminem. Two of them, not two just diss one. Tracks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he, he really wanted to drive his point home, I guess. <laughs> that how content, how detested he is with Eminem. Yet he fails to make any points or any good ground. And the I comments. just like how he threatens violence or death, like shooting, over like we know you're not, Abby. Yeah, Nick, I mean, you're not that hard, and neither is your crew. Or why would you? Like, you really yeah. want to spend some time in jail? You really want to go through that headache of uh, try, even if you could get Your off of it? Your feelings are that hurt? If it, Over if what? It's, if it's not true, then who cares? Over what? Just because he dissed him about being a, uh, I think he was like a whipped over Mariah Carey or something. Well, shit. apparently, uh, 
Nick Cannon's been talking about maybe Eminem in some podcasts or somewhere along the way with T.I. or something. Mm -hmm. Something somewhere. I don't know. Nick Cannon's so irrelevant. I don't know why he even thinks he's relevant. Wasn't in T.I. is, isn't, didn't we talk about last time how T.I. is the one that his, uh, he gets his daughter checked. Mm -hmm. Let's make sure she's still virgin. Yeah. Sounds like someone that hang out with Nick Cannon. <laughs> I was going to say, seems about right. Seems <laughs> about sure the crowd. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, this is all making more sense. So, yeah, Nick Cannon gets on with his WNO. Oh, uh, Wild and Out. Wild and Out yeah. crew. All his five dudes on there. He has. Even Suge Knight. Not Suge Knight. Yeah, Suge Knight. Oh, yeah, Suge Knight. Even Suge Knight, yeah. yeah. It gets all these people riled up and makes it this black on white issue, makes it a racial issue because Eminem saying how that's the second one, but still. Right. Um, but he's got all these guys on there talking shit to Eminem, and they all fail to make a point. It's like wilding out in a diss track. They're they have no punchlines, their their disses are weak. And it's like, hey, your hair is stupid and you're white and you're your wife and your daughter and you're raising a, a kid that's not even yours. I know. I love it. People have said that like uh, only Nick Cannon would diss Eminem for adopting a kid. <laughs> <Seriously>. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Uh, I mean, it just it just it's failing to catch ground. I know. Uh, and, even um, mm -hmm. Philip DeFranco talked about it on his oh, on he? his show this morning or maybe it was yesterday. I'm not, yesterday. I'm not sure. But. Yeah, he was just talking about it. But, you know, everybody in their 30s are more Eminem fans. Well, I'm just trying to figure out who, who, where, what, when, why is is telling Nick Cannon, dude, that was badass. Oh, man. You <laughs> well, know what? You need to do two of them. The, the first one is so kick-ass. I mean, is he reading any of these comments? There's not one. I have not read one comment that in someone's support. like, fuck, yeah, you killed it. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, what's funny is, um, yeah, even uh, on Philip DeFranco, he says, so literally nobody around him told him this is a bad, like, this is a horrible. Oh, that's this how, is horrible. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, not only is it a horrible idea, it was a horrible song. Like, it wasn't even good. No, and everybody's like, why do you have a love song um, lyric? I thought or, this um, was a funeral. Chorus. Yeah. We have a love song chorus. Um, I mean, this, these comments are outright, this looks like a Sesame street rap station. <laughs> Cause this, he had, uh, his, uh, I don't know who this DJ is. I don't know if she has to do with his podcast, but she's just trying to hype it up. Like, oh, come on, y'all got to check this, this out. And then, uh, this DJ is trying way too hard to make this track more than it is. <laughs> I mean, this just. Time it's uh, Nick Cannon. We just needed some entertainment, though. I mean, to be honest, his shit's blowing up. Nick Cannon's blowing up, even if it's bad. It don't matter. No, it's blowing up. But but see, and that's and that's what the, you know. In the last in the MGK with with Eminem, he's like, yeah, you know, you mention my name, you get in the news and media, you get all a bunch of attention, and and it works really well for you. But if I mention your name, then it's a lose. He's like lose lose for me. He's like and win for you because. I means I came down to your level and I made you more money yeah, and I right. made, I made it better for you. Yeah. And so I, I hope that Eminem doesn't even acknowledge it because uh, yeah. Nick Cannon isn't even close to being on the same level. He's got gold chains on and a hood and he's trying to look all gangster and I stuff. I like that his, even his earphones are over the sweater of the hood. Like they're on his ears, but his hood is on. So 
I, dude. Like that muffles. I, I don't know if I would enjoy listening to music through a sweater. Like to I my said, ears. it's like it's like watching. It, this is it's like watching a trust fund baby be like, "Oh, fucking hard! I made all this shit with his dad's money." <laughs> yeah. It's it, well, and he has all those stupid like Louis Vuitton, Gucci slides that are like some are like diamond encrusted. It's like it's just he, yeah, he's a very much pretty boy. Yeah. Um, it, I think that everything that everybody likes Eminem for is that he is from fucking ghetto white trash. Well, he's been around USA. forever. He's yeah. been around forever. But he also has a backstory that I don't know if Nick Cannon has much of a backstory. Yeah. He's not all. Nickelodeon. Yeah. Nickelodeon well, I mean, and Drumline. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love Drumline. Don't don't knock it. And I love me some Mariah Carey. So, I mean, she's a she's a diva herself. Have you read any of her like her uh shows or anything like people are just like oh she's the worst to work with she's such a diva like she has to have her uh what's it called uh her trailer or whatever a certain way have certain types of oh, foods like she's just extremely diva and uh she's just, yeah it's just funny yeah that's crazy to me like uh i need this that's and this i'm this i'm the i'm the talent yeah uh. that would be so weird to be like that i can't even imagine but yeah, so that feud is is great. Yeah, Nick Cannon ends his ends the second disc with, boom. Bet you didn't think Cannon was going to end your career or was going to end you. <laughs> and I'm like, who is telling Nick Cannon he's this stuff? He's not writing these lines himself, is he? Like, you think at night he's writing this rap himself, or well, is somebody writing it for him? You know, it's hard because I read a bunch of comments and stuff like that, but they're like, this is. This is nothing more than Nick Cannon's Wild and Out crew um, just doing their one-liner punchlines. And there's absolutely zero flow to it. There's zero, like, it, it's, it's the, the most... worst And there's five song. people ganging up on one dude. And then the second one, they're like, oh, man, you're attacking a black dude. Now all of us black dudes is coming at you. And I was it's like, like, I was like... I heard from your chauffeur that you suck some dick. <laughs> it's like, okay. I love that. I love that. Uh, Nick, Nicholas, you owe me an apology. You're making my gardener jealous. <laughs> <laughs> why Why isn't he talking about his gardener, too? Yeah. Oh, that one is great. It is fun. I do love celebrity feuds. I know. I wish it was. Uh, the MGK well, that was a pretty good battle. I mean, that was a good. I, I enjoyed it for what it was. What's the MGK? Um. Machine Gun Kelly. Oh, okay. And he I'm dissed Eminem. See, I follow more like Jeffrey Star and uh, and Shane Dawson. Uh, I can't believe Shane said that about me. Well, My nails are on fleek, stone right right now. Kinda. You're close. You're close. Uh, just the not anymore, obviously, because the makeup industry is not as uh, drama as it once was for a second, but. It's just mainly because I get my news from Snapchat. Um, but that is true. I'm just saying it's the same enjoyment in the different arena because you do get really mean and harsh whenever I'm watching stupid Jeffrey Star stuff, or if I happen to be on it for a second, and you're like, "Oh, so stupid," but it's all stupid. Also, I mean, even this, uh, Eminem and Nick Cannon, stupid. Yeah, Nick Cannon, you're a host. 
You're a nobody. You're you're a like. You're, the only reason you're a host is because you don't care to look like a moron. Yeah. And read a teleprompter. It's almost like it's almost like Wayne. What's his name? The oh, on, let's uh, make a deal. Yeah. It's like Wayne. That Wayne. What's his name? Dawson. No, Wayne. I just something. saw him. Oh, uh, Wayne Brady. Wayne Brady. It's like Wayne Brady making a diss track almost. <laughs> you know Seriously. I mean? And his would be better. It's probably funnier. <laughs> it would probably be very comical. Yeah. No, Nick Cannon just takes himself too seriously. Yeah. The fact he's that, all talking hard. The <laughs> fact that you're rapping and nobody's even heard you rap ever, and if they have, it's like. I don't know. I would say a Will Smith CD. Like I don't know. I just don't take Will Smith as a real rapper. He's more of a rapper than obviously Nick Cannon. But well, there's only a few songs. He, I guess that's even not even right. I'm trying to think of a a, a non rapper. But I guess in the real world, Nick Cannon is a rapper because he is on Wild and Out or he has done shows. So I guess there's some people out there that probably consider him a rapper, but apparently none on Twitter because nobody's supporting him. Yeah. He, I mean, he's a Nickelodeon star. Um, at age 17, he became the youngest staff writer in television history for his work on the Young Sketch Comedy Series. Before he knew it, he was directing, producing, and starring in Nickelodeon's The Nick Cannon Show. Before moving to MTV's improv series, I mean... He, he really has, he's he's more of a producer than he is a rapper. Let's see what albums he has. Nick Cannon album. Because there is absolutely, where does he think that he can compete with Eminem? <laughs> I mean, he, he's a preppy black kid from... Who know? I'm sure a very privileged background. At Probably. 17, if you're, yeah, Probably. and there's, yeah. But just because he's black doesn't mean he can rap. Well, yeah, obviously, just because I'm white doesn't mean I can run. Mm, that doesn't work. <laughs> that, that doesn't work. Just because you're black doesn't mean you can run. That, <laughs> yeah, that's that, true. Just because people are black doesn't mean they can run. Um, okay. Just real... because you're white doesn't mean you can swim. There we go, Mish. Mish. Um, okay, my real topic for today. My couple topic, I guess. Um, would be... I've wanted to talk about this for a while. Um, San Diego, California. Oh, sorry, you're not done with that yet? Any minute. He was affiliated with the Lincoln Park Blood Street Gang. Dude, man, he was hardcore. The Lincoln Park? How sad. Yeah, and then and it, when he was a teenager, he was on all that. <laughs> <laughs> he loved, had a rough teenage years. I loved years. all that when I was a kid. Uh, anyways, so your topic. My topic. Now that we got Nick Cannon and Eminem's beef out of the way, because you've been super, you know, in it. You need well, to you guys got to listen to him. The first one's called The Invitation, and the second one is... Um, a rap? Let me see. Really quickly. Just to squash this beef real quick. Yeah. They need a street beef it. Yeah, we got a, a street beef it. Nick Cannon disses Eminem. So the invitation. And, oh, and pray for him. <laughs> the second one is pray for him. Oh, my gosh. It and just so gets this, more and more comical And for the him. second one, he doesn't even rap in it until the very end. And... 
it's still like he's like, oh, I'm gonna do what Eminem did, and he's all silent, and then he and then he goes into a rap. <laughs> uh, oh, but you know what? He's irrelevant, so he had to make himself relevant. So kudos, man. Do whatever you gotta do. Play the game right. I guess I don't know. I Who agree. am I? Seriously. Who um, are you? Okay, my topic. <clears throat> I, I've been wanting to talk about sex for a while. Because I think that's a big topic in marriages. Um, and there definitely is no right or wrong way with sex. Um, as in like... How often, or uh, ex- expectations, or so I guess I should ask you first: How many times do you expect sex a week? <laughs> I don't. Do you feel like you used to have an expectation? Not really an expectation. More like it should be every night. <laughs> but um, but there's just so many ways. There's so many like tantric sex and. Karma Sutra sex and like there's what was the first one tantric what is that it's like a, a healing sex like a, like sex with energy or or uh, tantric. sex with a purpose okay how did you even know this was a thing <clears throat> is the question I listened to sex podcasts oh yeah that's right. I listened to the do you feel like you don't have to have sex because you listen to about no, it I'm so much I'm becoming better at sex I've been <laughs> I've been sending it to you but you never listened to it you've never sent me this podcast you're holding it hostage you don't want anybody else to know about it it's your Ten. dirty little secret um I've never heard of that so it's just connected I looked sex. up or it's something orgasmic something on the internet I don't know. She just recently started one with like, because she calls herself a vaginal power lifter. Apparently, she lifts things with her vagina. She'll no, pick, she no, she'll, she don't. She'll like grab things and pick it up with her vagina because it's nice and strong. I don't even know what that means. She, like her, I don't even know her how her clench muscle is just like on point on cue. I don't know, but she was saying I've lifted some pretty heavy things with my vagina. She knows she's so she's wait, been a okay, sex wait, therapist and orgasmic graphic, for, but so do you put does she put it inside herself and then carry it up? Probably so. Okay, that's what it sounded like. Because I'm thinking snail like. <laughs> yeah. Like, but I'm thinking. Labia. Oh, like she sucks it. <laughs> yeah, like but like, like labia. Oh. Like. Oh, she probably puts it inside and clenches on it. So does she have to have a handle of is there's is there a know. vagina handle Ugh. that she always uses to pick up everything that suctions to like a bowling ball? Let me let me look up her podcast. That's wow, I have a lot of questions for that one. Huh, vagina powerlifting is what you called it. Hers is orgasmic enlightenment. <laughs> this is her podcast. Orgasmic in what? Enlightenment. Enlightenment. She's all about natural sex, like very what's natural. Ir- what's not natural sex? Well, she's Anal? just. Anal? Sh- yeah. Nope. She, <laughs> That's not natural. Um, <laughs> she just is very into like, yeah, man. She's been doing it for 30 years. She's you still have not said one thing of what is natural sex. I'm like, just con- like, like, she's like, it's crazy that 20 year olds have erection problems. And there's 70-year-olds that I know that have a stronger cock than anybody. 
And so, and she's like, and it's all just due to like mental health, things like that. Like, she's like, I don't, I don't recommend Viagra to anybody. There's natural remedies. There's natural things. Okay. There's natural okay. ways to get yourself sexually healthy. Okay. I was, I was trying to think of what was unhealthy sex. Uh, unnatural sex. Unnatural sex, I guess. Um, side note, since I get my news from US News Daily or whatever the hell it is on Snapchat. There was these fur, there's fur, animal, fur, furries. They're called furries. Yeah, furries, yeah. Oh, you already know about these. Okay, so they just dress up as animals. I didn't know that that was a thing. And they go to furry parties and bang it out? Yeah, they're called furries. I thought we talked about this before. Maybe it was on that. Maybe, maybe. It's I been a while ago. Has it? Yeah. All I know is that's insane to me. But. But you didn't hear the story, or you're going to the story with where. where the brother and sister ended up banging it out of a fur baby no. at a furry party. Yeah. No. At a... Do you know who is who or is that actually? No, it's, you just stay in your masks. You stay oh, okay. in your furries. Okay, that would be interesting. Why are you going to a party with your sibling? A sex party then? I, I don't know that they knew that they were. But, oh, maybe they didn't They didn't drive each other there. They didn't show yeah. up together. Yeah. Well, I guess they would know what each other was. She's like, you're a wolf. Don't go after the wolf. <laughs> <laughs> Do you see this mask? <laughs> don't. Screw Don't it. <laughs> bang it. Uh, furry parties. Okay, there's a lot of... I know we're going off on tangents. We could probably talk about sexual things forever. But there also is pony play, which I find fascinating. Which isn't... I mean, yeah, I guess it can be sexual. Uh, yeah, you're right. It isn't sexual. There, I would say majority could be, I guess. I don't oh, know. Oh, Alabama man, get, man gets sister pregnant after unknowingly having sex with her at a furry party. Oh. So it's... What do you do with a baby after that? Do you what do you, do you raise? Do, do you, you marry your sister? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it is Alabama, so you probably do. They're like sweet. I love this. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, but yeah, there's no. I mean, there's this lady is very interesting. She's a, has a very like oh the podcast. Yeah, lady. she's like sex should be it, sh it should be healing, and there like there's so many different kinds of sex. I do find sex healing as in when we have contention i definitely think sex kind of solidifies or like brings us back together sometimes sometimes but uh do you not feel that way you uh -huh. have doughy eyed oh yeah i was just thinking about times when i've been mad at you and having sex and it, i really like that <laughs> i'm not saying angry sex i'm not oh, saying that okay. i'm saying I'm like, yeah, I'm it does saying... get it out. It does get out. <laughs> I, I love you after that. Oh, that I love was when nice. I hit you. Whew. But uh, I'm saying um, connected sex. Like, say it's like a real authentic fight, not just an argument of bullshit and you're annoyed with me, but like maybe emotionally having a an emotional disagreement uh -huh. that um, Sometimes, or like, I guess there's been times in my life where I felt really disconnected and I felt like you didn't understand me or you weren't hearing me or something like along those lines. And then having sex will not, not that it makes you listen or like you understand more, but I think it just reminds me and maybe this for other relationships as well. It just reminds me that we are like you do, that we are connected, that this is, I don't know. Do you think that... I mean, obviously, I would notice, or you would notice, if it was disconnected sex. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, I mean there, and there's times where it's disconnected sex, but or even like, 
but distracted sex or like there's just so many different times of different kinds because there's times where it's like really passionate and like Mm -hmm. bump and grind (laughs) and there's times where it's just ape sex i don't know what that means just go going crazy yeah okay or or what about jackhammer sex (laughs) okay um what about um because I feel like when we first got married, we fought a lot about sex. I don't feel like we fought, but it was definitely a disagreement. And then I definitely would know you'd be upset. Like, even though you really, you're not one to hold grudges. You're not one to stay mad for long. But I, you, I, I was aware that you were, you would be bothered if I denied sex. Oh, there's times, yeah. I'm saying in our early marriage. Uh-huh. I remember letting that go. I, I remember think- where... I feel like Utah was a big... I think it was in Utah when I was like, dude, like, I was like, it's not a big deal. And then the morning I was like, yeah, it wasn't that big of a deal. I didn't have to have sex last night. But that's when I started to have it. That's when I started to have a healthier relationship with sex as well. Right. Well... And um, open up or mm -hmm. explore more or whatever. Well, and I think think that's the difference for us. And I know that probably people look at our view on like pornography and things like that. And I think this is why we have this view is because before when you were looking at pornography behind closed doors and it was really shameful, um, things weren't really healthy between you and I in a lot of manners. And this is one of them, like sex, where... um, There'd be times I just didn't want to. And and I'm I have realized over the years that just like we've talked about like with masturbation and sex and my upbringing, I just uh, my counseling when I got married was Ali um there's going to be a lot of times that you don't want to have sex, but we do it for the we but we do it for them. We do it for him. And that's kind of how my mentality was where it was like I don't really like sex. I just do it for you pretty much. Like I don't really need it, We're, but yeah, that was great. Yeah, you know, yeah. Uh-huh. Or like that's fine. Like I didn't really ever let allow myself to enjoy it. But which is more crazy because you, what added to our, our fights, I think, is because I did have a lot of sex in high school, and that bothered you as well. It bothered you that I was super sexually active then, but uh-huh. wasn't super sexually active after I got yeah. married. And you were just like, well, you had a lot of. You obviously liked it in high school. Why don't you like it now? And I think it's kind of the same thing. It was taboo then you know yeah. what i mean just like pornography <clears throat> it was taboo then and now take away all the yeah expert or the wrongness of it yeah and i don't i guess the mystery out of it or the tabooness yeah why do you think we're like that why do you think you like to to do things that we're not supposed to do but then it, it only goes to certain things it's not like i want to kill somebody even though i'm not supposed to kill somebody <laughs> right you know well, what i mean yeah well yeah, that is interesting because it's, I mean, but that's not innately my inherited want to kill somebody. Maybe some people are innately like, <laughs> yeah, that's my purpose in this world is to kill this somebody. person so that, I mean, there's, there's just so many possibilities out yeah. there. But yeah, so at our, the beginning of our marriage, I felt like it was a lot of that. Like you wanted sex almost every night and I was denying it at least three times a week. Sure. Well, and it was never like a connecting thing. It was just more of like a 
it wasn't a it getting was, off thing. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't like, let's have fun and have sex. Let's get naked and play right. with each other or explore. Yeah. It was, Hey, let's turn the lights off and have well, sex. Well, And not only that, I also, we would have sex and that in the beginning of our marriage, it was really hard too, because we had some difficulties of staying hard or whatever, not like that. So I think I kept that, uh, emotion as well like well i don't like to get all revved up and then we have to stop anyways because it doesn't work out or whatever so then i would hold that against you so even before we started it'd be like well i don't really want to go there if this isn't going to be like that yeah. blah, blah 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 so i put a lot of pressure on it in that sense as well but uh um yeah i think in utah it really changed in well granted i started working and so that kind of changed some things too. So I wasn't home as much at night. And then our best friend, Aaron, was at our house every day, every night until three, two, three, one, whatever in the morning. And so that kind of changed some things around as well. I don't know how, how, how did that change things? I just felt, I just feel like we were, by the time we went to bed, it wasn't like, we didn't have all the hours like we did before we had a friend that came over oh, every night. I don't, yeah, but I don't see how that changed our, our emotions on sex. It's not no, like it changed anything like that. No, I but I think it just, I feel like that was kind of the realm where we let go of everything and kind of just were having a good time in life and there wasn't much pressures on anything. Yeah, we let go of a lot of expectations. Well, and, and I stuff. just think we had more to talk about and think about than the normal mundane bullshit. I mean, that's when I think we just kind of, I know we started talking about religion and you know, where we came from and our philosophies of life. And yeah. I mean, before that, I didn't even know how to really have those conversations. No, that's where we started to let go of a lot of our expectations. That's where we let go of a lot of the energy and stuff that we had because, um, there, I, even the way I, my views of sex and how I thought sex was or whatever were askewed or, or, weird because there was so much pressure on it or maybe I wasn't very confident or whatever but it was still like it was a, I had a skewed like very weird ideas of sex instead of just like and I guess making it such a big deal yeah and putting so much like you like, know what? I want I have to have it or I, right. I you know I need it tonight or whatever but and it makes me sad because it makes me sad that there are couples out there that fight over sex, that argue about sex. And I, and I obviously understand it's hard when, because you used to say to me, well, you never want it. If we went off of my, my schedule, we would never have sex. Mm -hmm. And I would always say, you are kind of like, you always want sex. Like, so you're kind of like soda in the fridge for me. It's like, it's, I can open the fridge and it's always in there and I can always get a drink out of it and that because, you know, whatever. And you're, because you're always there. But for you, it's like, I'm never available. I'm never, you know. So that's just hard. It's hard when you have those stigmas on each other already. And then when you go to have sex, it's kind of like, let's get this over with. Yeah. You know. Well, and it's so interesting because, um, <clears throat> People are raised differently. They have different expectations on sex, different ideas about what sex should or shouldn't be. Mm -hmm. And um, that's something that is 
there's so many different ways that people have sex. There's so many different things to do. And and it should be enjoyable. It should be pleasurable. And it should it should be fun for both people. And and if you're not having fun during sex, then do something different because there's different ways. How do you feel like you and I think that's the hard <sighs> part is how do you start having fun with sex. You know what I mean? Like, how do you get yourself to there if you authentically don't? Because for me, like I said, and even now, I I, I do like sex, don't get me wrong, but I don't, it's not a huge importance to me. Like, okay, like swinging and stuff like that. And I I know we joke about being in an open relationship and stuff like that. But for the most part, that just seems really like a lot of work. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and I know that my love language is probably just more, per, uh, uh, personal time or quality whatever that quality time. Thank you. Quality time. So maybe I just, it just doesn't tickle my fancy like some others. But then again, there's man, there's just some people out there that just fucking love it. Like mm-hmm. women and men that like, you know, even with the swinging and sex parties, I, I just really, really enjoy that, which is great. I just, that seems tiring to me. Well, it's the same as going out to a club. No. No. Yeah. No, no, it's, it's not. I could those... dance all night, but I can't have sex all night. That's what I'm saying. It's it's their form of entertainment. Okay, that's true. Okay. I'm it's just saying like, It's me. not like they're going to the clubs and going to sex parties. The party is, the sex party is the club. Gotcha. That is the um, dancing. But, um, I mean, there's just so many different ways to spice things up. There, there's so many different things and there's, there's a kink for everybody and there's things that will turn anybody on or everybody like there, you just have to be open and willing to explore. Yeah. And I just feel like it's hard for me. It's hard because like, I'm kind of content. Like, I guess for me, it's like, I mean, I, I obviously would explore for you because, um, I know you like it and I, and I'm not opposed to me liking it. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. I'm not opposed to me enjoying something out of my realm for sure. But if it wasn't for you, I don't think I would put myself out of my realm and I would be okay with that. You know what I'm saying? Maybe without me, you would be a completely different freak of a person. (laughs) Possibly, possibly. I don't know. Yeah. I just feel like. I don't know, in my brain of how I am, I would be content being a vanilla for the rest of my life. Maybe. Maybe. But I'm pretty sure of it. Mm. What uh, about now? Do you feel like you get en- enough sex now? Yeah. Because here's my philosophy. If you're married, you're getting 100% <clears throat> more sex than a single person. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Maybe some single people out there. Let's put it that way. Um, some people don't have sex for six months. That's crazy to me. Oh, as well. But it, I mean, I, I can't even fathom that kind of reality where we, I haven't had sex for almost six months. That's crazy. But I would be okay with it. Doubt it. That'd be weird. Six months is a long time. Um, but yeah. Anyways, so sex. Um. There's so many stigmas and ideas of, and, and expectations and things put on sex. And and there's so many different things and options out there for for um, livening things up. I mean, you don't have to role play. You don't have to. I mean, there's 
just little things, but open communication is huge. Talking about yeah. it, being aware, being honest. Do you feel honest. like people are scared? Like, okay, A, I'm not educated enough to be like, hey, let's try this. I just am not. I don't. Yeah. I, I mean, don't you have, look you have to things go up. But do you feel like people are nervous? Like men, I would say, would or women, would be nervous to be like, hey, let's try this. And then the spouse be like, where'd you see that? <laughs> no, I think it would be more like... Um, Maybe maybe the spouse may may get insecure or like, what is that? Is this not enough for you? Or, but even bringing it up, bringing up something. Great. Oh, okay. Awesome. Well, I think that um, there's there's like, cause say the guy was like, maybe he's got a huge fantasy of of a of a threesome or, you know, something like that. I know that. There's a lot of stigmas around that or jealousy. There's a lot of, there's a lot that goes into that. There is a but, lot, I feel like. But like, there's some girls that are like really into it or there's some guys, maybe he wants a, another guy to join him in the bedroom. I mean, there's, there's, that's, that's extreme, obviously, but, but uh, let's it, take it down. I I mean, that's. You know, and that's where I feel like, is that extreme? I, I feel like, like in the a, land, I'm sorry, go on. I feel like that's a bigger request than being like, hey, let's dress up and pretend to be sure. someone else tonight or whatever. Sure, that is a huge request. And I feel like that's definitely pushed people out of their comfort zone. Uh-huh. Um, you could definitely start so if that's if that you could definitely start somewhere with role playing with that. Of like, hey, let's sure. dress up and be somebody different or like there's ways to ease into it. Do you feel it like too. there's more men and and this is what I find really odd is because it's very okay for women to have maybe a fantasy or desire to be with another woman like lesbian uh, experiencing is it's very okay for women to do that and still be straight do you, and i don't feel like it's as okay maybe i'm wrong maybe i'm just not in the sexual game right. the sexual world as a lot of others no this seems this definitely feel like seems like there's yeah, another, a it, stigma around that like i feel like yeah it's um but women are more sensual. Women are a sure. more sensual, like they're more attractive. But I definitely feel like we're opening up uh, more room for men to be okay with their feminine side. Well, yeah, just because, um, yeah, exploring, exploration doesn't make you gay. Yeah. I don't think it should make you feel, make you feel gay. It's just pleasure. Yeah. At some point. And just because if I got with a girl, it wouldn't make me feel gay uh-uh. at all. Because like you said, to me, women are beautiful. Uh, and I look and probably check out women more than I check out men. Men. Not that I don't recognize an attractive man. I just, there's just a lot more attractive women out there, I yeah. guess. I don't know. Yeah. But I just feel bad because like... It has to be one way or the other with men. And I just feel like that's that's damaging to make them feel that way. Because like even Elizabeth Smart's dad just came out as gay not too long ago. And then I guess he was on some sort of interview, maybe CBS or something. Not maybe, I don't know. Uh, with Oprah Winfrey's friend. <laughs> I never remember her name. But anyways, uh, he just had been struggling this with this all of his life. And he just wants his wife to know that he did, he does really love her, you know, but it's just something he's like, I can't, this isn't curable, yeah. you know? And he, he's like, people are born with this because it's not curable. And it makes me sad because I feel like we have, live in a day and age where it has to be so black and white. If you're gay, then we can't be together. And it's like, 
why, why, why not? Why not still be a unit of love and, um, partnership, but it does like, I don't know. But I just hard, feel like but it's hard because it, then that's like, then you go into like polyamorous relationships or poly and then jealousy or insecurities. Or, or And like, I get, I get that both have to be in agreement. I mean, if you want to be, not that we are in a polyamorous relationship, but if you authentically wanted to be in one, I would have to decide, do I want that life or not? And for me, and maybe I'm just weird or maybe I'm codependent and that's fine. But for me, you are always my top priority. You are always, this relationship is my top priority because I think it brings me a lot of value. And, um, if you wanted another girl to join or even a man to join or anything like that, so you can feel like you're being fulfilled, I think is fine. We would definitely both have to talk about our boundaries uh-huh. of each other. You know yeah. what I mean? Cause I definitely don't think just because the, I don't think the kinkiest should always win. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't think that that's, that's not compromised to me, but I do think that being sensitive to each other's feelings is important. And I just feel like there's, I don't know, even like a friend of mine that I met not too, like actually a few years ago, he moved, but, uh, he was still living with his ex. They were raising their kids together and he was dating and he was like, I don't know how to tell people that I'm still living with my ex. Right. And, and, but it's like, it's 2019. This was like 17, but it's yeah. like, it, there is no right way to do this anymore. No. And, and it doesn't mean just because you don't agree on some things or whatever, doesn't mean it has to be like, okay, separate home. It doesn't um, have to look a certain way. No, you don't have to be angry or it, just because your feelings got hurt or you got offended or something like that doesn't mean that it's a, you have to take it on the other person. doesn't mean that like it, it means that there's r- room for a conversation, but also like um, it, it, it's, it's, there's room to be open and like be like and express how you feel or maybe maybe it's just a belief or maybe it's just something that you were taught that is taboo that you shouldn't want to do or like maybe there's a little closet freak inside of you that you're like that you shut down a long time ago because you said it wasn't okay or because you right. were taught it wasn't okay to be like that or and and that's the hard part is that there's so many stigmas or options or possibilities about it that I mean there are a lot of people that are closet freaks that don't feel okay being a closet. Don't feel okay being a freak because it's unacceptable. And that's, and that's my biggest thing. It's like, I am not saying what's right or what's wrong or what's acceptable or what's whatever. Like, and there, at the end of the day, everybody should feel okay with all of the crazy ass thoughts and emotions that we have inside of us, we should all feel okay enough to discuss it. And uh-huh. that's where I feel like um, things just need to change. Even with this podcast, I know we talk about some, you know, crazy shit that uh, people probably think is uh, crude or unacceptable or vulgar or like kids might hear this or whatever not. But even like, yes, our Monday's conversation of, Sex needs to be a conversation in our household and and it shouldn't be taboo. And Hey, if you happen to have a night with a guy, that doesn't mean you're gay. Or if you happen to, this is, I just think this world is for experiencing in 
and I just want my kids to do it as healthy, healthily and happily as possible. Yeah. Without, Me- without the judgments on themselves, yeah. without judgments on other people, without, um, thoughts of unworthiness or whatever, like right. th- this doesn't define who you are. Right. This is just, this is, this well, is like, this why, is like riding a bike. It's yeah. fun. It's like riding rollerblades. And, and I think what's hard is once that Pandora's box is open, we have things like gender fluid and all of these things now, which is great that we're kind of exploring this open, you know, sexuality and who, what you want to be and who you want to be. I think that's great, but it's just like anything. Once you open it, you're, everything's going to go vamp it, you know, like it, the pendulum's going to swing so hard in different directions. I mean, we've been suppressed. I mean, back in the forties and thirty. I mean, if you were gay and I mean, that was a pretty yeah. big deal. You could yeah. not talk about that shit. And now we have gay pride with people in elephant thongs and Seriously. you know, it's just like so opposite, which is great, but it's almost like overcompensation. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, Okay, we were suppressed for so long. Now we're gonna go buck wild. <laughs> hey, you know? I'm gay, nah, and everybody's gonna know. And <laughs> yeah. like, I mean, yeah, but and that's the crazy thing is like, there's people, there's there's guys and girls that I mean, they're guys go really flamboyantly gay, like mm-hmm. over the top with everything, and it's, yeah. and it's like, wow, I mean, that's that's the kind of person that they wanted to be. I mean, there's there's girls yeah. that go over the top being a man, and yeah, and want and want to be gay as a, and just so masculine and who, and that, and I think that's what it's just, I feel you should be whoever the hell you want to uh-huh. be. And hopefully one day we can balance this out to a place where there, you can be free where you don't feel either so suppressed that you go and shoot up a school or you are holding things in so dark and deep in you that it, you just unleash and kill somebody yeah. or whatever. But at the same sense, it's like, I don't, I just hope that we get to a place in life where you can just talk about your shit. Well, we have, we have this weird morals that there's, there's no real, there's no real law about morals, about how to teach someone morals, what's moral, what isn't moral, because that's a, it's a, a personal scale. It's a personal choice of what morals are. Mm -hmm. And and so there's this this openness of morals that have really no there's no um, baseline of morals there's no this is what's moral, and so, um, but when you're taught this is moral that's moral this is moral, it's hard because this person wasn't taught that and so now there's judgment now there's right. expectations now there's like oh what an idiot or there's they, it puts some sort of pressure on it instead of being like yeah be a good person like just. Right. Morals aren't, aren't, they're not rules. You shouldn't, you shouldn't have sex. That, that shouldn't be a rule. Morals should be more of like, the, the moral of the story is, hey, just be a good person. Yeah. The moral of the story is, hey, don't, there's no reason to get pregnant because there's so many things now that to have contraceptives. The moral of the story is, if you're, um, if, if you want to have an open relationship or a, a, a sexually open relationship with your spouse, um, you have to start talking openly about sex. Not like yeah. I'm not open with somebody else, but just if you want to yeah. try something different, if you feel like your sex life, you have the moral of the story is talk about it, be honest, open. Like I know. that's the hard so- part is morals are, are, it's just the moral of the story. It's right. kind of a general like, Hey, you know, don't get someone pregnant. <laughs> yeah. 
or do. And then, uh, yeah, things happen. And the that's where the story it's like, is be smart. <laughs> sure. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Sex, sex is an interesting one for me because I think that it has a lot of good qualities to it in the right direction. Um, but it can be used as manipulation and, um, it's just, yeah, I just, sex is an interesting one. It's an interesting desire that we all have, a uh -huh. natural desire that we all have that can be manipulated and co-host to doing other things. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, even like there's people like, oh, my husband said if I have sex with him every day this week, he'll give me $100 or whatever. And it's just like, that doesn't seem like a healthy sex life. I mean, I even though it's fine, it's fine. Or if it's just jokes Maybe he or whatever, wants to being a prostitute. <laughs> Maybe. Well, yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> um, uh, but even but I no like um, just like Jeffrey Epstein, that didn't kill himself. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know, it's just those girls are manipulatable. They they think you know people they can use sex to make a girl feel pretty or feel special or well and women can use sex to get yeah. money and i mean just like those strippers the yeah, movie that uh-huh with j lo yeah. um but yeah just like that it's like it, w there's plenty of uh the cyber power of the pussy <laughs> yeah there's cyber women that uh seriously have the channels and men send them money and they, they just have send a, them hey i love you they don't even get naked for them some do i mean yeah, eventually they do. probably do but it just it's just interesting well, the power I just of sex one is crazy from ukraine or russia the other day mm -hmm. and she's like yeah i just hey i would miss you and he just tells me how much he can't wait for me to get to america and he keeps sending me money but i have no intention of moving there i have four other people that i love that i that i have that are telling him that, uh, that, that my husband. That she's getting else uh -huh. money from. But I don't, she's like, I don't have to do anything. I just send him notes or whatever. And then she's like, this is the kind of stuff he sends me. But And then I always want to hear the backstory of like the guy. Like, why aren't you finding somebody physical? Why is this fitting your needs? Or have, have they been hurt? Or are they married? And this is just a side person. It's just, it's interesting the power of being desired, even if it's fake. Uh, it's just so crazy. I, we as humans are insane. Our brains are insane. And the fact that all of us want to be desired, loved, cared about, thought about, I mean, we all want that. We all want to be thought of yeah. or cared about and touched. And it's crazy. At some humans point, yeah. are insane. But yet yeah. we hurt each other, you know, in the same breath, which is uh -huh. pretty insane. But yeah, I could talk about sex forever because I just find there's so many different positives and negatives. And I've heard of some relationships where they the husband wants it every day and the wife doesn't and it's a struggle. I, I just am really thankful that we've gotten to a place where it's not pressured. Yeah, where there's more flow in it because... Um... Yeah, it's not very fun to feel like it's a chore. That, That's not what sex is for. Sex shouldn't right. be a chore. And if you're having sex and it's a chore, then Figure stop, it out. Yeah. stop having sex. Do something, yeah. Well, and Like I, start, start to find a way to make it enjoyable because it should be. Yeah. Well, and I think what's, I mean, there's, once again, there's a lot of elements, but I mean, even for me physically, like what I physically look like has a lot, or how I feel about my physical body um, has a lot to do with my sex drive, which, you know, is a challenge to get over as well. And 
it doesn't happen all the time, but like right now, because I'm probably the biggest I've been in a long time, that it does hit me hard. But I have to always remind myself like, okay, this is a choice. I've chose to be where I'm at now. And now I get to choose this, yeah, to the, be healthier. Uh, and that's fine. And start and enjoy the journey. Yeah, enjoying the, the, the yeah, yeah, enjoying the journey. And still blessing and feeling beautiful in my own skin, uh-huh. which is a challenge. But Well, that's the thing even, you know, with men that, you know, Confidence is everything. Confidence and and it's funny because there's some people that are just ignorantly confident that are oh, or yeah. they're they're just ob- obliviously confident. Yep. And um, and and that's and that works for them, but you know if if men are having sexual problems, um, work on your confidence. Figure out what you're insecure about or what you're feeling unconfident about. Like have yeah. confidence because that the like. What's her name on orgasmic enlightenment? She's mm-hmm. like, you know, your penis is the um, the meter. She's like, how hard your your heart on is is kind of your confidence level. So oh, she's like, if you're yeah. kind of barely getting it up, or if you're barely like, what getting it through a sex session or something, she's like, that's probably where your confidence is. But okay. she's like, if you if you're rock hard, rock solid, and you're you're just you know go ready to go and all that you know, she's like, that's kind of a meter of of where your confidence level is. And and oh, that's interesting. And I'm like, yeah, I agree with that. There's, I mean, because when I'm not very confident, yeah, it's like uh, I don't really like. There's not yeah. a whole lot of testosterone flowing. Yeah. Because, you know, feeling confident releases endorphins. It releases testosterone. There's so many things that go along with it, and there's just, you know, there are, there's a lot of, there's just so many different things to life with sex, even. Yeah. And well, and I was even say- us having, we, there's so much more for us to explore, even sexually. I mean, there's, oh, there's yeah. different. I mean, there's tantric pe- weekends that people go on and have um, like guided sex sessions wow. or like, you know, like, like guided meditations and stuff like that. It, that would be great. <laughs> I mean, there are, it is very, there is, and there's times that we've had sex. It's very emotionally connecting or it's very yeah. sensual and, and mm-hmm. just so many different ways to have sex and, you know, it, have sex with intention of like mm-hmm. creating, you know, be like, Hey, you know, whatever you can yeah. have sex and be like, Hey, I want to, I want to create, you know, some really passionate love or whatever. What I am. Uh-huh. But, but talk about it, make a conscious choice. It's not weird anymore. It's not awkward anymore. Like right. to talk about different things you like, maybe I want to try this or whatever, but being very open about it and, and honest. And because it's not as scary as it's not that hard. Right. To, uh, to, and, what did I read this morning? I read something. Oh, um, change isn't as hard as we make it to be. Start doing it and you'll see how e- how much easier it is. Absolutely. That's so true. Just thinking about it is the hardest part. Uh-huh. You know, um, there are people that have had affairs. There's people that have had sexually sexual affairs or emotional mm-hmm. affairs or things like that. But it's just because they're lacking. They're feeling a lack of something. There's, right. there's, and the hardest part is talking to your spouse and maybe you're, and there's a lot of spouses that absolutely will not tolerate it. That's the end of their relationship. That's the end of everything. Mm-hmm. They're going to rip the family apart. They're going to be pissed. They're going to throw a, a temper tantrum. I mean, I get it. There, there is the gamut of things. If, if the wife had an affair, the husband's going to freak out and yeah. she's a whore. And, and now, you know, all this stuff Yeah. over, over things that over insecurities over yeah. things that they were taught over fixed beliefs and yep. and it, communication and being open and honest and 
And, you know, a lot of times we have to let go of our beliefs and stop running things like an affair filtered through our beliefs to tell us how we should feel about it. Yeah. Because most of the most of the way you feel about that affair, most of the way you feel about some things is a way that is because it's something that we were taught. It's something that was taught to you or you were told or you believe that it, this X happened. Now, this is what now it means. Why? Well, even like with Paige, uh, when she asked me, um, would you be so mad if dad had an affair on you? Just right before I think we talked about our affair on our podcast. And, and that, and it's just funny. It's just like, you are right. We are programmed to be so mad if somebody has an affair on you. And it's like, we should be more programmed to be, uh, concerned when somebody has hey, an what's affair. Going on? Hey, yeah. Babe, what's what, what you, what, what's why? Going on? Yeah. Why are you connecting with somebody else? Is this not, it's if, easier said than done. Yeah, absolutely. But, but, absolutely. but even now, like, but yeah, Hey, you know what? I'm just saying, don't make anything rash and crazy. Even though you feel crazy and out of control, it's just. But I don't know. There's everybody's a little different, though. You know, as easy as I say this, and with you and I, at least it's like, okay, let's fucking hash this out right now. Say all the things you want to say. Let's get uh -huh. to the bottom of this. But then there's some people that just hold on to their feelings of like you wronged me, and it's really hard to get past anything when you when i'm wronged and yeah, that's when how I'm the victim yeah when yeah and so it's just yeah it, communication is key but also listening and um well not know. taking and 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 doing the best to not take it personal yeah because why am i why am i going to make it about me i know that i'm in relationship with you and stuff like that and and there could be there and there's things that are lacking apparently but right but I, you know there's enough love to go around there's not you know it doesn't diminish who we are now it sucks when you find all the lies or the deceit or the things like that if there's yeah, a there's lot, a lot deceit, more there's yeah a lot there's a lot more and it. i'm saying the cleanest affair there is seriously <laughs> the sweetest yeah affair i woke up this be. morning um there's a girl at the gym that found me and wanted to have sex in the tanning room and that was it yeah and it's like that's it that's it. Yeah. A, a clean affair but yeah, yeah sure. there's some really messy emotional ones that go on for years and years and there's there is some yeah. things that would hurt yes yes and thankfully we haven't been through those types of yeah harsh ones but then again I don't know I don't know they're yeah. all harsh sometimes but all yes. right well thanks for talking about sex with us today yeah <laughs> look up orgasmic enlightenment oh yeah you like it you'll like it Tyler loves it just kidding I don't even know how often she's, he listens she's to like us. the most orgasmic time of my life was childbirth uh, that blows my mind too that's a whole nother topic of people that have orgasms as they give birth yeah that, that, i don't even i'm not even thinking pleasure when yeah. i have a baby but hey it's all her, psychological her name is kim anime 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 she is a vaginal weightlifter and a surfer <laughs> what a profile sex plus relationship coach vaginal weightlifter and a surfer she looks like a vaginal lifter. I, I want to see her vaginal lifting. <laughs> okay. Have a good Wednesday. Bye.